Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Here's Johnny. You're gonna need a bigger boat. The power of Christ compels you! The power of Christ compels you! Be afraid. Be very afraid. Sometimes, that is better. Hello. Do you want to play a game? Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of the Screaming Cinema Podcast. We are a horror-centric podcast uh, dealing in everything horror, physical releases, media releases, um, streaming, theatrical, uh, and uh, everything else. So uh, I'm one of your hosts, uh, Tyler, as always, and uh, joining us back from his little hiatus, uh, we have Max back in the group. How's it going, Max? It is good. I am excited to be back here. I got a ton of movies I watched, even though I wasn't able to uh, record. So I have uh, about a month's worth of stuff to talk about. So it should be good. Fantastic. Fantastic. And our wild card, uh, <laughs> as as we like to call him, uh, James Cole Clay is back in the chat. Uh, wild card. That's cool. That, that made me yeah. feel really cool. Thank you. <laughs> You are a wild card. Yeah, man. You never know what you're going to say. Exactly. Like, you never know which uh, react I'm going to do on the Skype chat. Exactly. (laughs) And you're dying laughing right now. Okay. Um, (laughs) Okay, bye. So, so, uh, yeah, it is uh, the end of summertime as we know it. We are uh, inching forward into a little bit cooler weather and... uh, the leaves are about to fall, and uh, horror films are uh, are uh, abounding, as you could say, right? Absolutely. I, I think here in Texas, we get kind of lucky because uh, school starts on August 15th, and so I think when school starts, it's fall. I don't care if it's 110 degrees or not. That's, to me, school starting, it starts in the fall, so start cranking out those uh, fall favorites and horror movies uh, then. Dude, so um, I I live in Houston, which is totally different. Like, you know, you always hear Texans say, like, um, you know, it's like the greatest state and everything like that. And it is because I feel like you guys are in North Texas and I've lived in North Texas and I live in Houston, Southeast Texas, and they're completely different parts of the world. Like, just the weather is totally different and just kind of like the feel of Texas is different um, in a way. But what's surprising is I have a backyard full of leaves right now. I got home from the weekend uh, away. And my backyard was full of leaves. So, boom. Nice. I was like, that's pretty sick. I'm down and it's rainy here and I'm wearing a flannel. So I was like, it's definitely fall. But it is still yeah. 95 degrees out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, 70 here right now. It's been the nice. coldest it's been, I think, probably since summer started. But we got the Bath and Body Works fall scent candles rolling over here. So <laughs> White barn to, represent. Uh, yeah, we're ready to, to get Hell yeah, fall started. Hell yeah, we got those too. We got them. Yeah, and uh, and it was the perfect day uh, to watch uh, one of my films that I watched today. It was overcast. It was dreary. It was a little rainy. Uh, and those are the kind of days where I just love uh, just throwing on like some type of like you know very moody uh, mm-hmm. type of horror film. You know, absolutely. I mean, uh, dude. Okay, that's like my favorite thing ever. I remember my dad would let me skip school sometimes, and I remember going in like October. And it just starts to get kind of rainy. And I'd be at the movies, skipping school, playing hooky. And I just felt like 
the kinds of movies I would want to watch would be movies like that. And so, yeah, I just remember that feeling and something I've just always kind of held on to. So, I mean, part of it's nostalgic, um, but a lot of it is, it's just, it's nice to kind of slow down after the summer, but, uh, cause it's been a crazy time. So like, that's kind of what I'm kind of getting ready to do. Um, yeah. I don't know what you guys are going to, I guess what you've watched besides what we have, but I'm figuring I should just list what I've watched. And if you guys think of anything of note that you want to talk about, or <laughs> sounds like it's going to fit, we can, we, we can roll with it because I have had four weeks off of work and my daughter's going to daycare. So when baby's sleeping during the day, I've just been powering through movies. So pretty nice. Oh, awesome. Lay that it on us. Awesome. Uh, let's see here. So watched Sherlock Holmes and Sherlock Holmes, a game of shadows. I don't oh, know if yep. you check those out. Yep. Let's talk about them real quick. I watched okay. those two on 4k. What did you think? Uh, I, I liked this scan look good. I remember I, I forgot how they did it. It was kind of interesting with the, the slow motion, um, and the, the fighting scenes they use. It's just kind of a really interesting style. Um, who's the director on these again? Guy it's, Ritchie. Uh, Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. Yeah. Yeah, where he's like, I'm going to you know, dislocate his jaw and hit his ear and punch him here and do this. Then you get the slow-mo actions and the fight scene. So, I mean, Robert Downey Jr. is a perfect kind of dick character to play Sherlock Holmes. So, I like him, and it's a good combo with Jude Law. It seems like they made a pretty quick arc with just two stories. Uh, and the film's going from like being you know together, solving crimes, to breaking apart. So, I mean, I would like to see a couple more movies in this set. But I like these two releases and definitely think they're worthwhile in the pickup if you liked them uh, in regular and Blu-ray for 4K. I thought they were all right. I was disappointed when I saw them in theaters. But I, I, I will say, like I watched them last weekend. And, yeah, they do look pretty good. There's not like a lot of color to those movies. But I still think they did a pretty good job in some of the scenes to really kind of make it really crisp and clear. And like the audio on it is like badass. So I thought that was really cool. And, and the movies are good. And Robert Downey Jr. is good. And it's kind of cool to watch Sherlock Holmes as like a MacGyver kind of guy. Yep. And like, like Jude Law and Robert Downey Jr. are really good together. Like no doubt about it. But there's something about the stories where like I'm watching the movie in the first hour. I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. I got the information. And somewhere along the line that it just kind of loses me. And then I kind of jump back into it. And that was kind yeah. of my issues with them because like, the yeah, first one has a pretty I, I good see reveal, that. but it, it I does, don't know. But he's like, he's like, I'm going to, you know, die and I'm going to come back. And then he comes back and starts taking stuff over. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Lord Blackwood was cool. Like, that I feel was like they cool. could be like 90 minutes instead of two, two like and a half, show. two hours. <laughs> like the show. Yeah. They were really long. Um, I felt like they kind of dragged on, uh, you know, quite a bit. Um, you know, here and there. Uh, but, um, I do like the comedy. Uh, I do like, you know, Robert Downey Jr. You know, definitely, you know, plays a, a, a jerk very well. I mean, even though he's a likable jerk. Um, but, uh, yeah. And I've only seen the second one one time, but I remember watching it in theater and I didn't care for it at all. Um, I like the first one a lot, but, uh, I think I don't really remember liking the second one. You should check it out again, though. I mean, it's got a really good set piece. Max, do you remember that set piece where he's, like, fighting that huge guy and they, like, end up on that ship? Yeah, yeah. I think that wasn't the first one. Is that, that the first one? That was the one? first one. Oh, yeah, the, well, the, the, the second mind. one, the set piece I remember is they have something on, like, the, the waterfall over the, the water's edge or one of them goes over. Um, but, yeah, the, the first one with the fighting with the big guy scene is awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. Oh, well. Well, you know, I mean, they're all right. They're cool to watch. Um and I think a third one is is uh, also in the works as well. Uh, I've heard yeah. that. I think uh, just all the filming, you know, is is being delayed and whatever. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'll 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 definitely watch the second one again. 
you know, to give it a you shot. Should check it out. So I got those. Those are good. There's uh, been a lot also, of good 4Ks. Yeah, they, they, they've been churning them out with that uh, that set with the four. Uh, also came one movie I'm going to talk about, and then yeah. um, I also watched The Goonies. Somehow I'd never seen that movie. I've seen bits and pieces, but I'd never what? seen the whole thing before. I have no idea how, but that was fun. <laughs> Dude, The Goonies uh, was a staple of my childhood. Like, I know. Really? I don't know how I've never yeah, seen it. Yeah, man. Uh, it wasn't yours? No, I don't like it at all. Really? <laughs> so I'm just not going to say anything. Yeah, people love <laughs> well, that movie. And I just they, don't they, like they it. They do. And me coming to it now, I don't have any nostalgia behind it. So I think that's part of the problem is like, you know, I liked it, but I wasn't a kid when I saw it. So I don't come with like, you know, the positive baggage on it. But it was a, you know, fun little story. Lots of, you know, slap, kind of slapstick comedy with the characters and cool little um, what kids running around seem like uh, Stranger Things before Stranger Things. Yeah. Um, I'm going to tell Cole, if you don't have anything nice to say, just don't say it at all. I um, like that Cindy Lauper <laughs> but, uh, song. <laughs> oh nice but yeah i mean it's it's who's who in the in the in the 80s you know pre josh brolin josh brolin you know Corey feldman um you know and everybody else uh i don't know i i, I do admit it's not it's not an amazing film no you know by any means but like i don't know there is definitely um a nostalgia factor you know for me uh, I mean, you know, those movies that we, you know, grew up with that, you know, might not necessarily be, you know, just fantastic that we just have great memories of. Uh, and I definitely think that's one of them. Like Little Giants. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or Blank Check, right? Or, yes. <laughs> Every, everyone had, everyone had Blank Check in their, in their VHS collection growing up. Absolutely. Of course. Uh, let's see what else I got here. Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. I watched. Uh, I saw you watch that. What was that cool? It was kind of random. Just something the uh, the mother in law wanted to watch when we were here. And I mean, Angelina Jolie. I looked up made twenty eight million on it, and she's in the movie for like maybe twenty minutes, which is oh kind of funny. So <laughs> shout out to her agent for that. So that's just kind of a, a whatever movie, but couple of their good ones uh end up spending seven hours watching i'll be gone in the dark after i listened to the podcast that you guys did because that shit is like my jam like my wife and i watch dateline all the time we watch you know unsolved mysteries we watch everything so we binged that in about a week and then actually bought her book too because i was like i'll be fun to read that (laughs) so book's good the book's good yeah i also uh i'm not i'm not done with it yet i'm only on episode uh four i believe but Cole, you weren't lying, man. Like I, I, I went to bed all like paranoid and like, you know, looking in like corners of rooms and seeing shadows on the wall. Like, I mean, it's, 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 it's intense after you watch that shit like late at night. Like, yes, very, you know, it, 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 it brought me back to being a kid and what, cause like, you know, when I watch scary movies now, like, you know, late at night, I don't get scared and I don't really think about it after the fact. Like I just you know, kind of turn the mind off right. and go to bed. But that shit like kind of stays with you like, you know, for, for days. Well, wait till afterwards. you get to the end. Wait till you get to the end. I mean, you need to, there's some catharsis that happens of course. Sure. But there's also some stuff that's really, really scary. So I, um, recommend finishing it so you cannot be scared anymore. So. Oh, I, 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 I definitely will. Definitely okay. will. Should we sign off then, and then you go finish it, and we'll come back? <laughs> I think we'll wait uh, on that a bit, but um, yeah, um, it's it's definitely one of the better uh, 
true crime docs for sure. Max, what else? Max, what else have you been watching? Um, okay, so M- Maltese Falcon, little noir. I've always oh, wanted to. Oh, dude, so good, see. so damn good. Yeah, I mean that's like one of my top fifty movies now. After seeing Fantastic. that, I haven't seen a ton of Humphrey Bogart, um, but he kills it in that, and that was really fun Absolutely. to watch. Uh, let's see here. I watched One BR on Netflix. Well, what? Yeah, How's is that? that is, yeah, it, it's weird. So it's like I watched it with my wife, who doesn't usually watch kind of horror movies, but. You know, I have no idea what it was about. So I was like, hey, we'll put this on. This um, girl has some daddy issues, moves out to L.A. to get away and, you know, show that she can make it as a costume designer. Um, working as a temp at a law agency and finds this kind of cool apartment complex that um, she gets let into. And it's kind of, you know, I guess really I don't, people want to live there and it's cool. It ends up it's kind of like a cult and everyone needs to be fixed who's there to kind of fit their system and do what they want and it kind of just cranks up the um cranks up the stuff the whole way you have like starting out a little bit here a little bit there and then there's some like you know animal killings and torturings and forced marriages and it goes kind of all crazy so sounds like uh, a great time (laughs) (laughs) yeah definitely more intense than i was thinking i was going to be getting into but you know it was average for me i wasn't the biggest fan of it the gore they had a decent amount of it and it was kind of crappy. So I always not really big fan of that when you can see the budget and the gore that they use with some cheap effects or not very good editing on it, but it was a decent movie. A good Netflix and chill. As I exactly. Say. Um, man, I have so much stuff. Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. One of my favorites from a couple of years ago, I watched Ad Astra, not horror related at all. Ooh. Um, that was kind of a trip. Um, horror yeah. stuff. Last man on earth. I watched with uh, Vincent price. Never oh, cool! That. I love Vincent Price. Was it cool? Yeah, yeah. It's like the the first story from I Am Legend. So this and Omega Man were from the same material as I Am Legend. So that nice. was kind of fun. Starts out slow, but Vincent Price is always awesome to watch. Um, yeah. I think just a couple more things I watched from Dust Till Dawn. I'd never seen that either. <laughs> Such a good movie. Yeah, that thing like not rocked my talks off, man. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino and George Clooney. He's good. And, that. and I mean, I. I obviously knew what happened before going into it, but I can't imagine if someone's going into this movie, like I want to see a George Clooney, like, you know, bank robbery thriller. And then what they end up getting in there is just fucking nuts. (laughs) So yeah, he would never make anything like that these days. Like that was, that was right before he started like, you know, making pretty big budget type things. And, uh, he kind of went all out, uh, just in his filthy mouth and, uh, you know him and him and him and Quentin Tarantino actually made very believable brothers. Uh, yeah, they were good I thought, in that in that film. They they surprisingly did. And I don't. I think. I mean, Quentin Tarantino has got to be a, like a fucked up dude in real life because everything he writes and the characters he writes for himself are always the worst possible people. You know, you know, all of his movies, he's got a bunch of Django. You know, yeah, him and Django. Him <laughs> he's, and he's um, such a piece of shit in Django. Him and uh, Pulp Fiction. Does Jimmy. my does my garage say? <laughs> Yeah, dude, it's like, oh my God. And so obviously in this one, he likes to, you know, molest and murder women, especially young women. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of his Mm -hmm. bag in this one. So uh, yeah, that was nuts. I was very happy to check that one out. And then I think the last one to mention, um, two, last two to mention, I guess, is Project Power. I watched on Netflix with uh, Jamie Foxx and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I really, I liked it. I mean, I think... Really? I think my expectations are changing. We talked about like what you're used to in seeing movies. If I'm Mm -hmm. getting a, you know, $50 million 
action movie with uh, you know a couple leading men in it that I don't have to go to theaters to see or you know you're getting for free for what you think because you already have a subscription I'm down for it so I liked it it wasn't you know there's obviously some some plot holes in it but I thought it was thought it was a cool movie to drop and to to get for free on Netflix um, and then the last one we were texting about is I watched uh, Mulan for thirty dollars so. <laughs> That 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 hurts. Yeah, uh, hurts. It wasn't bad. My dad, my parents are in town, and um, yeah. they wanted to see it and have a home theater. So best way to check it out. And I think I told you guys on the text group, it's nothing really like the um, source material from the movie. There's no music. There's no singing. There's no dragon. There's no kind of. There's- there's uh, no Eddie Murphy dragon. I'm out. No, there's no corny out, kind of good, good feel um, to it. But the story is pretty, you know, relevant to what's going on now. A lot of women empowerment, a lot of um, kind of cool action scenes, amazing cinematography and score. They kind of did some um, uses of the music where they had those um, sing along songs. They made it into a pretty cool score where you didn't obviously have words, but um, definitely think it would have been a great movie theater movie. But for you guys, I think it comes out December 4th, so worth waiting three months for instead of dropping 30 bucks on. I feel bad that I'm feeding the machine and going to make people do that again, but I kind of had to watch it. So, <laughs> And, you know, we were talking uh, over text the other day. Uh, I think Cole was the one who brought it up, man. Like, I just, I can't get behind, like, Disney remakes anymore. Like, they're just so, like, every single one of them is just so wooden and just uninspired and... Like, I just, I don't care for him anymore. Like, you know, I was so excited to watch like The Lion King yep. and I watched that and it was so bad. It was so bad. And that movie like is my childhood. So like, I mean, you're shitting on my childhood here. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and, and I can see that. I think the difference with this, the one thing that has going for it is um, those are shot for shot remakes with live action. This is a whole kind of new story, new characters, not what you kind of remember what you saw in the movie. So that was the benefit of it, that you weren't just seeing something that you enjoyed in animation form and um, CGI. So that, that's what it has going for. I guess only other thing I want to say is RIP to uh, Chadwick Boseman. I watched Get On Up <laughs> earlier this week too. That was a, that was a crazy. That's a good ass movie. That was crazy. Had news. you seen Someone it before? T- uh, yes, I had seen it before, but I hadn't seen it since it came out, but such a crazy story. Um, and a good movie, but that was crazy. When I heard that news, I was like, I thought it was a joke. And then I saw it was from his Instagram, like, Oh, he must've got hacked. And then, you know, reading about it, you feel horrible because he got shit for being looking like a crackhead on his like last few weeks of life because people thought he looked too skinny, but he was dying. So it's never good. It, it, it really is insane to me that an actor like of his caliber and like as, as popular as he was, was able to to like keep this a secret for four years, like anything and everything comes out like sooner or later. And I'm, I'm, I'm amazed that he was able to, you know, maintain a professional, you know, um, you know, career and, you know, just kind of hide it for, for four years. And he was in like, you know, Black Panther, (laughs) Black Panther and, uh, uh, was that seven bridges or whatever it was? Um, 21 bridges. Yeah, he, he pretty much blew up right after his diagnosis because he was in a couple things, right? Like 42 and um, things here and there. But Civil that. Civil War came out in 2016, yeah. um, which is when he was there. He had to be jacked for those movies, and he was not in good health. Like, you know, so it just kind of 
proves like he had so much dedication, like, you know, to that role. Um, it, it's just insane to me, this probably how bad he felt. Um, and still just kind of, you know, was like a, a, you know, consummate professional and just, you know, kept on keeping on, you know, hell of an actor. I mean, yeah. he's such a great actor and to think for, um, you know, for, for a black dude in cinema to play James Brown, Jackie Robinson, Thurgood Marshall, and be the first huge black superhero, you know, obviously besides Blade is kind of the anti-hero there, but right. Right. hell of a little, you know, four year stretch, six year stretch he did there. It sucks, man. It sucks so hard. Like, I mean, there's just so many shitty people alive. That's what I think. And it's like, oh, cool. <laughs> like, great. Yeah, of course this bullshit would happen. It's horrible. He was a great guy. He seemed like a great guy. Yeah, he definitely does. Absolutely. Um, all right. Uh, I guess a little bit of what I've been watching. Uh, last episode, I mentioned uh, I was going to start Community. And uh, we're now on the second season. So funny. Hell yeah! So funny. I I I love the writing in that in that show, um, but you know what? I've actually gone down a rabbit hole and read about Chevy Chase on that show <laughs> and how everyone fucking hated him. Yeah, like and I mean, I've I've always heard the stories about how just how much of a jerk Chevy Chase you know has been like his entire career, but like he he took it to a, a pretty dark place, like especially with like. I think like Donald Glover, like he was very like just mean and racist to him. So that's not, uh, I don't know. I kind of look at him in a, it, in a, you know, different light now. Yeah. I, I remember reading about those stories. I can't remember exactly what he said, but it seems, but yeah, cause they have a lot of episodes together. You'll see as you go on the first three seasons of that though, are where it's at, man. It'll kind of take some yeah. dips and turns, but the first three seasons are like every single episode is great. Yeah, and and it's crazy uh, that the Russo brothers, you know, uh, who went on to direct, you know, all the biggest Marvel movies, you know, got their start uh, on that show. Hell yeah, they pretty, did. Yeah, yeah, pretty crazy. Um, they do these paintball episodes. Yeah. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah that was awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to catching you know more seasons of that uh, as we go along. Um, and uh, I was kind of in a in a Christopher Nolan mood. I know you aren't Cole, but uh, oh, re- it's fine. Um, I rewatched um, Interstellar uh, oh, last that's week, a great movie. which uh, God, you know, I, I I know that when it first came out, like you know, people either didn't get it or you know they didn't want to get it because you know if if I remember correctly, like it was one of his like least critically acclaimed films um, yeah. up, um, um, upon release. But uh, I remember watching it in IMAX, uh, you know, when it was released in the theater and I loved it, uh, you know, from the time, you know, that I saw it, uh, I, I just had my breath taken away by just the grand scope, like of the entire thing. Cause like the vision and just, where that movie takes you is just, you know, it, it, it makes your head hurt. Um, and I'm not talking, uh, about, uh, you know, the bookshelf, uh, elements of the film either, but, uh, no, it was, it was good. Uh, that's the kind of movie that's made to be seen in, in, in IMAX, you know? Yeah. I love that movie. That's like maybe one of my top two favorite Nolan movies. I think it's probably my second favorite Nolan movie behind the prestige. Oh, I love The Prestige so much. The Prestige is awesome. That movie's yeah. amazing. One of the coolest movies it. ever. 
Absolutely. Um, but dude, Interstellar. Oh my god, that movie gets me on such an emotional level, dude. Yeah, and like especially after you have kids, and like knowing that you do anything for your child, like you know, it 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 definitely hits a nerve. Dude. Um, yeah, I. It's weird. I don't have kids, but I have a six month old niece, and I just got done seeing her, and it was like the greatest thing ever. Oh yeah, and I am not interested in um, that but like I was like wow like this is just bringing me so much joy this little thing and so I was thinking about Interstellar over the weekend um, it's <laughs> funny you said you watched it I was because of that movie that movie makes me think of that um, it's just it's amazing it's a beautiful movie um, it, I think it really hits hits well it does um, so what about you oh man <laughs> What about me? Um, what about Bob? I watched that a couple weeks ago. Um, not not related to this podcast at all. Um, there's a movie I watched that's pretty cool. Um, I can say I'm going to run through these pretty quick. Um, but it's not horror at all, but it's a new movie. It's called Kajillionaire. It's really weird. It has Evan Rachel Wood in it and um, Gina Rodriguez and Richard Jenkins and Deborah Winger. And it's like a kind of a movie about these like sleazy people who run scams. And they're very strange daughter. Um, so if you like weird kind of stuff, um, which I certainly, certainly love very weird, dry comedy. Uh, this is done by this director named Miranda July, who is really cool and fun and quirky. Look her up. Uh, Kajillionaire, it's going to be a pretty cool movie. Um, but I hope people go see it because it's going to be in theaters. Um, so check it out. Look up the name Kajillionaire. Um, and let's see, I did watch a horror movie uh, on Criterion Channel, nonetheless. Uh, this movie is called Long Weekend. Have you y'all ever heard of this movie? I've heard of it. Mm, I haven't seen it though. It's a uh, Australian movie from the late seventies, and it's about this couple that go out to the bush, and they're disrespecting the bush, and the bush fights back. Um, yeah, it's it's really good, um, and it's kind of turned into like a when animals attack movie. It's very slow in the way it paces the things that happen, um, but this guy. And he's so disrespectful to pretty much his wife to the land. He's like throwing out beer cans, runs over a kangaroo and uh, disrespects the beach and just, you know, is like smoking, throwing cigarette butts in the bush and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, these animals just basically just attack the shit out of them. And um, life finds a way, uh, we'll say that, to um, swallow him whole. It's no spoiler there. Um, but it's a really cool movie. It's like 90 minutes long. I watched it really, really late one night, and it held my attention. So those Australians, they can really make some badass movies. So I recommend Long Weekend if you have Criterion Channel. Um, let's see. I watched – let's see. I got a show that I'm going to talk about as I run through a couple more movies. Um, <laughs> this is stupid. I watched the Night Professor movies. No need to say anything about that. Nope. Um, <laughs> let's move on forever. Um <laughs> I watched Unthinking of Ending Things again. I think I talked about that on the last podcast. Um, but real quick, I got two more things um, that I watched. Uh, aside from those cool 4Ks. I watched a bunch of movies here and there, but I don't really want to mention them. Um, I'd rather spend more time on these other things. Uh, but uh, I watched uh, this really kick-ass show on HBO Max called Primal. Have you all heard of this? Mm-mm. So it's an Adult Swim show, and it's made by this guy, Jendi Tart. Uh, dang it, I'm going to mess up his name, Tartakovsky, I think, and he directed the Hotel Transylvania movies, but also did Samurai Jack, 
This show's brutal, dude. It's so cool. As uh, somebody who works with animals, uh, which is what I do in my uh, work time, <laughs> um, this is about a caveman bonding with a T-Rex, and it's amazing, and it's brutal, and it's so human. It has no dialogue. It's five episodes. They're all 20 minutes long, so it's the length of a movie. You can watch it in one sitting. It's incredible. It is like one of the most compelling things I've seen, and... Um, so what I did is that there's like a lot of greens and reds. So I, like, I, I have these like smart lights and I turned them to green and you're like in the forest with this guy as he's bonding with this T-Rex. Um, it's really sad in a lot of ways, but really riveting. I mean, you guys like just watch the trailer. It, check it's it out. like, it's really cool, really cool show. Um, so if you have HBO Max, Tyler, do you have HBO Max? No, because I have a Roku. Oh, right. <laughs> I know. I, I have right. to use my Apple TV. Uh, I have one Apple TV, and everything else in my house is Roku. So I had to bust that out when I got HBO Max. But that's gonna where I've been watching a ton of stuff. But they need to figure that shit out because that's just ridiculous. Yeah, it really sucks, man. I feel bad for you guys um, on the Rokus um, because it's yeah, it's amazing. So I will. I continue to watch, find amazing things on there. I want to see Lovecraft Country. Oh man, I keep hearing that's really awesome. It's hard for me to get into a TV show though, and they're hour-long yep. episodes. Yep. Um, a lot of shows like that, or I, I know it's probably really good, but it's hard for me to find to spend like five hours before I start getting into a show. Did you see the news today that Walking Dead's finally going to end with the eleventh season with like twenty episodes? Watch that? I, I I watched it for the first six or seven, maybe six, and I just fell off. Yeah, I I think I made it to season seven or eight. Oh and, right, Tyler. And, you and I just and I just couldn't make it any any further. And I don't ever give up on like television series. Nope. Like when I start something, I usually finish it. Like even though it gets bad. Um, but God, like I just I I couldn't I couldn't force myself to watch anymore. They stopped like, having anything to do with fucking zombies when it became a character drama between groups and it didn't matter that it was end of the world or that there was zombies. It's when they got away from it. It's like, we don't need to have an episode with zero zombies in it called the walking dead. <laughs> well, and not only that is that show is so repetitive. Like they did the same thing over and over and over again. And you just couldn't see an end inside. Like, you know, they went a while, you know, they found a new place to live. Then they got betrayed and then, the, you know, they had to move somewhere else. They settled down and just this never ending cycle Yeah, that just, you know, the, you know, first three or four times it, it, it happened, it was fine, but God, like I just, I, I couldn't do it anymore. And then, you know, when they got rid of uh, a bunch of like, you know, main cast members and stuff, Carl, uh, yeah, Coral. Coral. That um, that first season though, man, that's some of the best TV there ever was. So I'll, I'll at least go back to that and eventually want to revisit it once it ends, uh, you know, maybe later on down the road. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Coral. Um, and uh one thing that you were talking about that I want to talk about uh is all your Hitchcock films that yeah dude i thought you were gonna say you want to talk about the 90 professor movies no 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 no. eddie murphy <laughs> used to be a fucking powerhouse man dude those movies are funny they're funny they're really <laughs> stupid really really stupid but my girlfriend was like what the hell is this uh but <laughs> anyway so i was i got this oh man i um got this amazing box set in the mail and i'm like so stoked about it um i got this hitchcock uh, 4k box set that came out so it's all these like universal movies it's really his like i don't know 
I'll run these movies down. So in it is Rear Window, Vertigo, Psycho, The Birds. Are those his like top four movies according to like the yeah. general public? Yeah, pretty much. I have the Blu-ray set with those same movies too. But I don't know why North by Northwest isn't in. I think that's a Warner Brothers movie because I think that's like other like top tier Hitchcock in terms yep. of popularity. So I wish I had a couple more um, in it, but uh, maybe that's just me being picky. So I'm going to um, track some down on VOD and stuff like that. But anyway, so these 4K releases are pretty slick. Um, it comes in this like really cool slip case and this like really nice like cardboard box with like all these like really awesome images. Um, as you open it up, you'll see like the imagery for like the poster for um, Rear Window, for example. And I sent you a picture of it today, Tyler. You saw it. Um, and it's uh, it's pretty sweet. You have like the 4K disc and the Blu-ray disc. Uh, has a lot of special features, pretty much from the old releases of it. But um, they are really awesome looking, but they're really hard to get out of those things. So like I was watching Vertigo the other night and it started like, skipping that's because like i'd had to put put my finger on this and it smudged so i'm like 45 minutes into the movie and i was like damn it but other than that man i i absolutely hate it when when cases do that like yeah. when they absolutely force you to like either smudge the disc or yeah. almost break it like i i hate that yeah it sucks um but it's still it still feels pretty safe in there so i have this kubrick set that does that too and it's really agitating <laughs> um but um yeah, man, they did a kick-ass job, I think, on these movies. Um, they look really good. So far, I've only gotten to see um, The Birds and Vertigo, but I'm hoping to watch Rear Window tonight. Max, you watched Psycho, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I got the Psycho in 4K, um, and I watched that. The other stuff, actually, recently, I don't know why, I think we were talking about Hitchcock, but... Uh, a couple weeks back, I watched uh, Vertigo and I watched North by Northwest too. So I've been, I, mean, I, lo- I, I love his stuff. I just need to rewatch a lot of it because some of it I saw when I was young, but such a good filmography. Rebecca has got so many good ones. Dude. Okay. So that's like really opens things up for exactly what I was wanting to talk about. But before that, I will say, so the transfers are good. Um, sounds good. It's totally um, worth it. If you want to spend 60 bucks, um, it looks really nice on the shelf. I feel really happy. So I'm going to write some stuff about it when I can watch the other two movies. And I want to see some of the more special features. These special features are like from like the golden age of uh, DVD. And they like were probably filmed in like the late 90s, early 2000s. And like Scorsese is on all of these kind of movies saying this like amazing information. Um, so this special feature that I watched, it was really cool, was like about like Hitchcock's muses, like from Bernard Herrmann to his uh, wife Alma to like his costume designer. It was is really interesting stuff on there. Um, but... I have some big Hitchcock blind spots, and The Birds and Vertigo were two of them, which is kind of embarrassing, but I really like The Birds. I thought Tippi Hedren was freaking great in the movie. Yeah, she's yeah, she's awesome. Uh, and if you've read anything about it, like uh, Hitchcock really like punished her <laughs> on that film shoot. She looked like she was uh, having a good time, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I, like, I, I don't mean like, like being an, an asshole. But I like, think I mean, he really, was though, dude. Like, 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 really pushing her to be like, you know, on on top of her game. But if you watch like some of the movies that are based on like, you know, his life or whatever, yeah. I think he had a he had a thing for her. Uh, I believe. Um, don't quote me on that, but um, I don't know. He was kind of, uh, you know, Stanley Kubrick. You know, before Stanley Kubrick, you know, was around. Um, he liked the blondes. 
he he liked the blondes and he liked to get the most out of his actors. But um, totally. But that yeah, movie's really bunch. good because the first hour of it's like a rom com kind of thing, and that's what I love about his movies. They're like so funny, too. Um, so I really liked the birds. Do you guys rank that one pretty high? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, super effective. Uh, you know, special effects. You know, for you know when it was made are you know crazy. Um, and yeah, I mean, some of the atmosphere, you know, where she's sitting on that park bench and then one bird appears yeah. and then like three appear. Then like, there's like 30 next to her. Like, I, I, I love shots like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, cinematography is really good. Like at the beginning when she meets uh, Mitch in the bird shop, like all that noise around there is just like so obnoxious. Somehow the scene really works. Uh, Jessica Tandy has a really good scene where she's like, I should have been stronger. I should have been stronger. And then she ends up like being pretty brave at the end of the movie. It was really kind to her character. Um, I really liked where they went with her because um, it seemed kind of creepy, honestly, um, at first. But her between her and her son. But um, that was a really freaking good movie. And, you know, it's not a good movie. <laughs> Vertigo. No. I did not, I did, I did not like it at no, all. No, I don't, I don't like it either. Uh, I watched that recently for the first time and so, I loved so it. So I want to hear what you love about it because I didn't get it. I feel like I just didn't get it. Uh, I, mean, I guess the, the problem I think you probably would have with it is that it's known as like, you know, one of the best movies of all time and it's amazing. But I, I like the set in San Francisco. Uh, I like the, the relationship between the the main character and he has like you know the girl he used to hang out with and then um you know, he's chasing this uh, lady that's set up as a tip and i just kind of like the mystery of it um you're following her you think it's one thing it turns out to be another i like the twist at the end of it a lot but i just mostly like how it was shot in the scenery and, and the back and forth between the characters but i could see how it's not necessarily you know on the horror side of, of his stuff or his best work there but i just thought it was a really fun movie to watch Man, I I think it's one of the most overrated films of all time, and I mean I'm I'm with you, Cole, like and Max, like it's constantly listed on like you know best of lists like of all time, and I've I've never been able to see it, and and I've given it multiple chances uh, over the years, and I don't know, it just something so weird about like like following it, and you know you you want it to go and. and I'm not even saying like, you know, I want it to go a certain way because, you know, that's not how movies work. But like, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't get it. Like, you know, Hitchcock always has a point in, you know, all of his films. And I, I just, I've, I've never been able to find the point of that film. It does feel like it's about to be over about 40 minutes into it, which is kind it of really a, weird, a weird jarring thing where you think it's over and then you get kind of the psychedelic, um, you know, shots that they have and he's gone crazy and he's there and then he comes back and yeah, it's a little bit kind of drug out in the middle. So, I mean, I don't necessarily think it should go down as one of the best movies ever, but I don't think it's uh, as, you know, I don't have as negative response as you guys do to it. The cinematography was good though. For yeah. sure. Um, Jimmy Stewart's cool for sure, but I just like, dude, I mean, this sounds really kind of like, I don't have a lot of information or I'm not very smart up in my head, but I just could not stand him just following her around and following her and fun. And I was like, I do not care about Lady Carlotta. <laughs> do not care about the painting. What the yeah. fuck is happening? And then at the end they're like, Oh, it's, um, what was that guy's name? Elzit. 
oh, he, it's him who's actually in on it the whole... I'm like, dude, this... Okay. And it's like, oh, it's not really her, but it is her. And he's... <laughs> I just was like, dude, I don't care. I was like, you're just kind of a creep. I don't really think that the movie really got its themes across that well to me. Um, for whatever reason, I kind of felt just like Hitchcock was just kind of like... I don't know. It felt kind of like his own projections coming out more so than anything, his own obsessions. And I was like, I don't really care about what your obsessions are. I don't know. I just felt like Midge was a great option. And Scotty, she was right there. But I will say it was so funny in that movie, Max, you might remember the scene where Midge is like, I painted you a painting, Scotty. And I'm getting into painting. This is so cool. Yes. And it's like this like old school painting, but like she's wearing the glasses. Yeah. And he like freaks out and leaves. <laughs> He does. She's like the weirdest character too, because it's like he she's liked cool. her, and pursued her, and pushed him away, and then she starts following them. It's really odd. She's cool, man. I like. I was like, dude, like she is like a total catch. Like, what? What movie over? Their opening scene was fantastic together. Um, and it's got some great visuals, but I mean, I mean, I'll for sure check it out again because I have this awesome box set. Um, but um, uh, yeah, I mean. You know, I, I thought it was really good, and I want to check out Rear Window, as well as um, gonna check out that Psycho. Hopefully, I can introduce my girlfriend to it. So it's like a total steal if you can find it and get it. Um, I, I love so it. so good in black and white. I love black and white 4Ks the best. Yeah. All right. Well, um, how about we get to the topic at hand? Um, you know, I kind of alluded to it a little bit, but we are right in the middle, uh, of that, uh, post Labor Day, uh, you know, fall feeling, um, you know, where we like to start to put together our Halloween playlist and, uh, you know, get everything going as far as, uh, you know, um, you know, scary movie season. So, uh, we all kind of picked out, uh, some of our favorite, uh, I guess, fall type films, um, you know, that, uh, you know, we all, you know, kind of like to, to watch. And, you know, I, I, I say fall films because like if 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 I had my choice I would have probably picked you know all the you know uh, Halloween movies but we're obviously doing right. s- stuff other than Halloween especially uh, shout out to one two three and four <laughs> yeah exactly um and we're gonna be doing those you know next month so they'll have their own episodes but uh, you know these maybe aren't necessarily horror um you know a lot of them are you know, kind of, you know, more on the comedy side, some are, you know, children's films. So, uh, you know, we kind of have a hodgepodge of, you know, uh, fall films to, you know, cover, uh, over the next little bit. So, um, yeah, why don't, uh, why don't you get us started, Max? Yeah, definitely. And I think I have good memories of this ever since I had a Blu-ray collection, every time September would roll around, I remember grabbing off all of the ones that I wanted to watch. Like I'd pull out anything kind of fall based or had Halloween themes or even some that aren't necessarily set in fall, but just kind of have that like haunted house vibe. Um, definitely always fun. And one of my favorite times of the year. So, um, I'm going to start out with the one that I watch every single year besides Halloween and that's Hocus Pocus, um, from 1993. Pretty sure everyone knows this one. It's this and Halloween town are probably, you know, some of the most well-known kids Halloween movies that are just, you put it on, it's set in, um, New England. It's a great house. There's great fall scenes. There's Halloween parties. There's, 
um, which is some great characters, some great kind of early 90s vibes with the teens and bullying. And, and it's just a movie that every time I put it on, I just get right into that fall spirit. And for some reason, this shit was released in July 16th of 1993. So <laughs> um, no clue why they did that. But yeah, every really time strange. I watch this movie, it just gets me right in the fall spirit. I love yeah. it. Yeah, um, it's it's one of those movies that uh, I watch with my wife, uh, and I think this might be the first year uh, that we introduce uh, our daughter to it. Uh, you know, it's just one of those, you know, fun Halloween type films that you know you can watch as a family, um, and it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, and it's I feel like it's on uh, um, what is that uh, like ABC Family's like Thirty One Days of Halloween. I think they show it like like every single day for like thirty straight days. Yep. Um, but, uh, oh, I yeah, love that, yeah. man. Shout out to Freeform's 31 Days of Halloween. That's, yeah, 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 yeah. Freeform. Is that still going on? Oh, yeah. They do it every time, and it's always amazing. I know TMC and kind of AMC also do those 13 days, but I'll rewatch anything on there. Every time I'm bored and looking at live TV and nothing's on and I see anything of interest like that, I always throw that on. Yeah, I, that movie really is good, though. It's a movie that I kind of grew to like. Because it was like, when I was like a bachelor bro, I wasn't like, you know, oh, let me sit down and watch Hocus Pocus tonight. <laughs> but um, I live with my girlfriend and she was like, oh, I loved that movie as a kid. So I bought the Blu-ray and I was like, man, this is just so great to watch it with you and hang out. And I don't know. I just, it really is funny. The acting's fantastic. I mean, how can you not like love that shot of like Bette Midler when they like all lean back and it's like a gif or gif. And they're like, ooh, you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? And they're like, yep. lean back. Yeah. It's yeah. so funny, man. It's so funny. It's it's fantastic movie. And Thor Birch, I said it off mic, and I wasn't going to say it, but when she's like talking about yabos, she's like, talking about <laughs> boobs. <laughs> so funny, dude. She's so such funny. an embarrassing it, it, sister. She's like, Max, so you said you liked your yabos. <laughs> yeah, she's great. <laughs> it's a good-ass movie. I was looking at this too, the, the director, Kenny Ortega, he has kind of such a really odd uh, career. It's kind of like he disappeared and then he ended up doing the uh, high school musical trilogy, yeah. Descendants mm-hmm. trilogy and Michael Jackson's This Is It. So Yeah, he became like a Disney like, like uh, front man uh, mm-hmm. for many, many years. Yeah. So um, that's number one. Obviously, can't go wrong there. Um, I did really kind of want to pick Halloween Town, but it's a little bit, you know, maybe too young on the younger side um, for this. And but that's always another good one to watch. Absolutely. Um, I think uh, we'll go uh, with my first one. Um, I watched uh, one of the best uh, horror anthologies made in the last 10 to 15 years, uh, and that is uh, Michael Doherty's uh, Trick or Treat. Um, I love this film. Uh, it's it's definitely in the in the loop now as far as, like, something that I watch every single Halloween, um, you know, along with the Halloween series and, you know, like uh, a few others. But, uh, yeah, um, you know, has, you know, four or five, like, interconnected stories, you know, kind of, you know... Um, a lot of like uh, horror anthology, you know, series kind of have like, you know, a central kind of bookend, but this mm-hmm. film kind of like, you know, twist and turns throughout like, you know, each story with the character, that little devil himself, Sam, you know, kind of, you know, having his footprints in, you know, every single story. Um, kind of flows as one almost. It, it, it really does. It really does. And like one story kind of like affects the other. And uh, I just really like it. Um and mm-hmm. 
you know, I, I remember seeing previews for it, you know, back in like 2006, 2007, being really excited for it. And then like, it didn't get released for like three years or something. Um, I think Michael Doherty, you know, who also wrote, um, X-Men, uh, he wrote X-Men and uh, Superman returns. And I think Superman returns kind of, uh, left a bad taste in people's mouth and, uh, they might've delayed it a little bit, uh, after that, but, uh, no, it's got a great cast, uh, has, uh, Anna Paquin, uh, Brian Cox. He's, he's awesome in the film, uh, as the old guy being just completely tortured, uh, by little Sam, the demon, um, few others dylan baker um you know uh is a very creepy uh principal thurman but, uh, merman yeah thurman merman um <laughs> but but uh i don't know it, it's 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 really funny like it 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 has a good sense of humor about it uh and it's 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 just effective like it it always puts me in a great mood uh you know whenever i watch it um what's your what's your favorite segment Oh man, uh, it's it's got to be Sam like torturing, uh, you know, uh, you know Brian Cox's character. Uh, he, he's just he's just put through the ringer uh, for like twenty straight minutes. Um, yeah, it's 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 great. Nice. So Tyler, dude. Okay, so back in the day, we were friends when we saw this trailer and this happened. Mm-hmm. So like. What had happened is the movie got delayed for whatever reason, and it never really came to theaters. It just got straight, really straight to Blu-ray. So I believe yep. when we, when we, when you had first graduated, and I, from college, and I moved up to Dallas, I had the Blu-ray, and I think we might have watched it together. I don't know, but I remember because yeah. we, I had that apartment, and I, for some reason, I'm thinking we did, but I definitely watched it around that time. Well, I remember, like you know. It, it being like completely off my radar for the longest time. And then I randomly went to like a movie trading company and it had gotten like released. And I was like, holy shit. Like I've been waiting to watch this movie for like three years and there it is. Um, but yeah, a uh, great, great first experience. Not as much of a fan as his, uh, at his, uh, Christmas themed, uh, film, film, uh, Krampus, but, uh, <laughs> you know, um, we'll always have this one. Oh man. Krampus is so good. I like that one. Yeah, too. me too. So, oh shoot! It's my turn. Wow. Well, I also choose Trick or Treat. Can we continue to talk about Trick or Treat? That's a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> Just go with the one you didn't want to talk about. No. Uh, oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Should I just start with that one and get it over with? <laughs> yes. 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 Just get it over with. So this dude who made this movie is a total not chill person. We. Uh, he's canceled. He sucks. Um, it's really terrible. But the movie is really good. Um, so. It's kind of difficult to continue to reckon with that fact. Um, it's kind of embarrassing, but I mean, this movie totally makes me think of Fall. Um, I, you know, the way that I look at it, it's Jeepers Creepers. Everybody, everybody knows the guy who made the movie's terrible. It's I just want to move past it. I don't want to just forget about those things. But it's it's terrible, and you know, we're here to like talk about Fall. This movie came out in Labor Day two thousand one. Labor Day weekend is notoriously like a terrible time to have a movie release. This movie did pretty well. And so I saw it that opening weekend, and it kind of freaked me out. I thought it was kind of a trippy movie. Uh, Justin Long is really good in the movie. It's these like two two brother, these two kids, these brother and sister that are coming back from college. Justin Long's a little brother. He's got an older sister, and this truck just starts following them. And it's not like Joyride. It's actually scary. The horn is terrifying. Yeah. Justin Long. Justin Long is really cocky in the first thirty minutes of this movie, and he just discovers this pit 
and you know what you find is what you find down in a pit in a horror movie um, and this truck is really scary man it's a really effective film uh, Jeepers Creepers I even like the second one quite a bit um, I own them both same um, I think it's good Ray Weiss is really good in the second one and it has a really cool autumnal feel I think the cinematography in that movie in the cornfields is really really well done um, and so that to me really sets a great atmosphere and I, I shoot man I, talking about Jeepers Creepers and Trick or Treat Makes me really. I didn't get a chance to watch them, but I watch those movies all the time. I know them really well. Um, I really like it, man. It's it, Jeepers Creepers really gets in and out, and it, it's really effective. Has a really nice punch at the end. Yeah, it does. Um, a couple couple of moments that are really good, and two really shocking moments. Um, so, yeah, it's good stuff, man. I think you said a good point on it. The scary factor, like I'm not a whole lot of movies actually scare me when I watch them, but this one was really creepy and definitely, you know, the whole, his whole reason for being and what he does and the car and costume design for him. Um, really effective. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a, um, um, it's a great mythology. Like, you know, yeah. a lot of, a lot of films like that, like don't build the backstory and like don't build the mythology, but that film does a great job with like building the creepers mythology, you know? Every twenty third yeah. spring for twenty three days to feast on human body parts. It's cool. It's scary. <laughs> it is. It is. Yep. That that uh, that shot. Like I, I think it's the opening scene. Uh, you know, if you've if you've seen it, you know it's coming. But literally, they're driving. You know, and you see it head on, and then that truck starts so tiny uh, in the in the foreground. And then just gets bigger and bigger and goes faster and faster and faster. And I love that shot because uh, the first time I watched it, I didn't know it was coming. And the first time he lays on the horn on them, it freaked me the hell out, you know, because you know, it just it, it completely comes out of nowhere. Um, but yeah, that uh, that, you know, character design, you know, of the of the creature itself is uh, is really effective. And uh, yeah, that last shot, um, you know, <laughs> if you're if you're watching it for the first time, you're just like, what the fuck? That's it. Mm-hmm. Right. That's it. I saw that movie. It, <laughs> you know? I think it came out as a freshman in high school. And uh, I remember going outside and like looking up and I was like, oh, God, is there like a winged creature <laughs> above me? Uh, yeah. So, OK, back. I'm going to bring it all around real quick. Primal. There's an episode with these the winged bat creatures. It's like incredible. Still <laughs> another reminder. Watch Primal. It's kind of scary. Um, Creepers is awesome. Yep, we'll definitely uh, give it the uh, Rosemary's Babies pass. Is just watch it with, uh, you know, assuming the director is a fucker. Um, let's see here. Next up on my list, I have one of the new releases that I got in 4K. Figured it'd be the perfect time to kill two birds with one stone and do the review for the movie and have it on the list here, and that's 1988's Beetlejuice. Um, this movie... I mean, it's not, there's not any Halloween stuff or really, I mean, the leaves, I was really trying hard to look and see, but the movie and the reason that it makes it kind of a fall Halloween movie for me is it feels like a haunted house. The whole entire movie is, you know, gags and things going on that are perfect for like a fun house or haunted house. Um, cast is loaded you have a very 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 young alec baldwin it's like almost unrecognizable um in his role gina davis winona Ryder is the daughter uh, michael keaton with a very non um pc uh performance now looking back on it 
um, they worry about unleashing him on the new house tenants because they think he's going to um, try to like, you know, be perverted with Winona Ryder, the, the teenage high schooler there. So a couple of moments I was cringing on that, but we'll get, we'll give it a pass. But obviously this movie has some great effects. Um, the two main characters die in a car accident and they have their farmhouse that they spent years building and making their own into a New York kind of, um, I don't even know what kind of style you would call that interior design, but definitely not farmhouse kind of new wave modern. And it was hilarious how they kind of redo this farmhouse to add like a sun deck and they add all these different little touches on it that don't go with it at all. But um, have some really cool kind of scary moments there. Great characters. And I love it because it gets in and out. I was watching it 92 minutes. Like just, there's no fat on the movie at all. One of my all time favorite movies. I love it so much. Yeah, it's great. And that 4k was amazing. Amazing. Um, that transfer looked up like the greens and all the different colors, Mm -hmm. all that stuff. Yeah, it was, it was, it was incredible. Um, I don't know. I mean, the stuff with like Beetlejuice being uh, like, because he's like incredibly offensive in the movie. He like <laughs> is like grabbing Gina Davis and yep. I think, like makes like honking sounds when he grabs at her and stuff like that. He does. Like, you think I got a shot with her? <laughs> yeah, he's horrible. But I think that kind of enhances the movie because I think the movie knows that he's horrible. You know, he's not like endearing in any sort of way. Yeah, so it kind I'm of raises like, okay, the stakes it, for the end of it too. It does. It does, and it's shocking. You know, it's shocking. He's terrible, man. And I didn't really realize that really as a kid, um, I don't think. But I've seen the movie so many times, and I think it just gets better and better. The 4K, I'm just like so stoked to have it. I know. You love that those New York people that move to, the first thing they do is they get scared is let's buy the entire town and make it into like a haunted house zoo style. (laughs) Man. Man, you know, Michael Keaton is always like best when he just plays off the wall, you know, uh, he's, he's such a good character actor. Like he's, he's kind of like, you know, I, I guess kind of what Nicolas Cage used to be, um, you know, and, but, you know, Michael Keaton was able to, you know, dig himself out and, you know, make a good, you know, surge late in his career. Um, but yeah, he's, he's so off the wall and, uh, I, I love that character, um, and uh, it's 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 always a, a, a laugh out loud type type comedy for me. What for about sure. Ka- Catherine O'Hara and her role right before Home Alone too? I can't get that role out of her head every time I see her in any pretty much oh, any yeah. movie. She, she was in Home Alone. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I legit forgot about that. I don't really watch that movie very often. Um, but yeah, I, I just, every year. I love um, when they start singing Deo. How does that not just like <laughs> the possession of it? It's just so funny. And like, they're like, they all like lock hands like, and then they try to deny it ever happened. It's just yep. so great. <laughs> uh, Dick Cavett is in there and the guy that plays Otho is just such a great cast yeah, he is. casting. Um, so like one quick question about Beetlejuice before we move on. So at the end, I was asking my girlfriend about this at the end when she's singing uh, the Harry Belafonte song, jump in the line. So do they like give that possession to her as like a reward for doing good on her test? Is that like what that is about? Yeah, the ending is a little bit iffy for me because like the they have the house back and the parents are like in a hidden room. So right. they like the ghost adopter and lock the parents up. And yeah, I wasn't really sure there. 
So, yeah, I just thought all that was kind of confusing. And I was like, because she sings the song and it's amazing and I love it because like a joyous moment. So I think it's like, oh, she passed her test and she got to dance with the ghosts now because it's like fun for them to do that, apparently. That's true. I think it's just a t- t- Tim Burton way to wanting to end the film and didn't really care. <laughs> Dude, how about Tim Burton? He's great, right? Uh-huh. I mean, Tim Burton just kind of embodies like, you know, Halloween and fall type, you know, films like his style. Um you know, it's, it's, you know, you can't, you can't not, you know, think of him whenever we're thinking of, you know, movies like this. Of um, course. He's really taking a dive though. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He has, he has, but he, he, he had his time in the sun, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I, we, we could do a whole like episode just on each one, just pick our one favorite Tim Burton movie and just talk about it for <laughs> an extended period of time. Like, I mean, it's shocking how many good movies he has. Well, maybe, maybe, just maybe, we might talk about him again uh, before the end of the episode. Ooh. Oh. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Isn't it your turn? <laughs> it is my turn, but I'm actually going to save that one uh, oh. so we don't do uh, you know back-to-back. But uh, no, uh, my second film uh, that I am talking about uh, is a 90s staple, uh, in my opinion. Um, it, it's, it's definitely kind of uh, a a 90s teen classic uh if you if mm. you want to call it that uh i'm talking about uh 1996 is the craft um and you know kind of like you know beetlejuice or whatever it doesn't necessarily scream like you know fall film but you know just you know these four you know high school you know chicks you know starting school uh you know getting you know, in this, you know, group of, of, of witches and, you know, making their classmates, you know, lives a living hell. Um, I don't know. It just, it, it's, it's always kind of reminded me of, of fall and, you know, with the supernatural elements, you know, with it and such, but, uh, yeah, it, it, it has a really, uh, good cast, uh, you know, Nev Campbell and, you know, Skeet Ulrich, uh, right before they hit it really big with Scream. Uh, this film was released, uh, early in the year. Uh, and then Scream was released like six months later. So this was kind of the the jumping off point uh, for those two. But um, yeah, it's 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 basically just, you know, a group of four girls uh, who like to get into witchcraft and, you know, the occult. And, um, you know, they start to pay back, you know, classmates that have kind of done them wrong. And, you know, they kind of play by their own rules type of thing. And, uh, you know, one of them gets a taste of too much power and, you uh, you know, kind of snowballs from there. But, uh, you know, I, I, I really enjoy the film because like it, it definitely has that nineties teen vibe, you know, that a lot of other, you know, films around the years, uh, you know, had, but, uh, it definitely takes it to a darker place. Uh, you know, I think it actually, um, you know, kind of stands the test of time, uh, that uh, a lot of nineties films don't. Um, and I feel like movies, you know, that are, you know, kind of like this made like today, uh, are, are very disposable and very forgettable. Uh, but I think that this film kind of does, uh, something and it kind of makes you remember, you know, and, and, you know, just how funny it is and how, you know, effective, like some of the witchcraft scenes are. Uh, and I don't know, I, I, I've, I've always liked it, you know, for what it is. I totally agree. I love that movie. I own it. And it's, I think it's like in the soundtrack. There's just something about stuff like that. I've never seen it. It's um, really, 
Yeah, it's a blind spot for me. I need to watch it. It was on my list to catch before the episode, but um, I didn't do it. But I did see that Blumhouse uh, is remaking it and to be released in uh, 2021. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> no, um, it'll be good. It'll be good. It'll be good. But, but what are they not releasing? <laughs> but or, you or, know, sorry, like, remaking. Didn't they already like remake this film, uh, except with uh, guy witches instead of girls? Uh, well, yeah, yeah, the Covenant. That was a horrible movie. <laughs> well, uh, uh, Rennie Harlan. Uh, you know, shout out to Do Rennie not Harlan. Not say anything bad about him. I'm not saying anything bad about <laughs> Rennie Harlan. I'm just saying like that, you know, that might not be uh, the top end of, 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 of his filmography. It's no D4C. Uh, um, no, definitely not. So, yeah, no, I think, I think the craft remake will be pretty good. Uh, the director is this, uh, this woman, Zoe Lister-Jones. She directed this really funny movie I saw called Band-Aid, where like this couple like start a band together to like work, at the, work out their problems as like therapy. And it was really funny, really funny. So I I have faith that it'll be good, but the original is awesome. Skeet Ulrich, man, he is terrible <laughs> in that movie. Yeah, he's a horrible human being. He's a horrible human being, and the 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 part with uh, Christine Taylor in the shower is really haunting to me. She's yeah. losing her hair. Spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah, and um, you know, I don't I don't think Feruza Balk who who plays the you know. Uh, really bad witch Nancy, uh, you know, gets a lot of credit. She actually played that role really well. Oh, Vicky uh, Valancourt. Yeah, yeah, Vicky Valancourt from from Waterboy. But uh, yeah, she really hones in and you know, kind of goes full full dark. You She's know, good. in this in this film, and uh, you know, just really really goes to dark places. But uh, yeah. yeah, has a has a good cast of you know up and up and coming nineties uh, you know stars. You know, Christine Taylor, Nev Campbell, uh, you know, Robin Tenney. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I still think it works after all these years, uh, you know, has some funny parts, has some, you know, pretty, pretty freaky parts. And, uh, yeah, Max, you need to check it out. I will. For sure. For sure. Well, I guess I could go again. You could. Why not? I, I think, I think I shall. Um, all right. So, uh, I saw Coraline, uh, in the theater in 2009. It was amazing. It was kind of like this, like really blissful experience for whatever reason. Uh, I don't know. Have you guys ever just kind of like stumbled into a movie, maybe in a theater, and just kind of been like, "Wow!" Like, and it just like kind of just unexpected something unexpectedly hit you in a way you never knew you needed. <laughs> <laughs> that was how yeah. I felt with Coraline, and um, I still feel that way with this movie. Um, watching it all these years later, man, I, I threw it on just on my digital copy of it. I have it on Blu-ray, but I just throw on the digital version, and I have this like big ass TV. And it just looks so beautiful. Um, so this guy, Henry Selleck, directed it. He also directed, um, what's that one movie? Um, it's called The Night Before Christmas. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> people love that movie. Which, that's a pretty good movie, but I think Coraline's better. Um, the James and the Giant Peach as well, which didn't really hold up. But Coraline, man, it's, it's really spooky in a lot of ways. I mean, just imagine your parents like looking like your parents but them not being your parents. I think this movie really articulates that really well. And I think really kind of like, I liked as a kid, like just kind of exploring on my own. And this movie really, you know, talks about that a lot. Dakota Fanning and Keith David are two of the main characters in it. And he, Keith David plays this cat. Um, so I love movies like that where there's like a talking cat, like uh, Kiki's delivery service or something like that. Um, so, I mean, it, this movie just really hits on so many levels. I think it, it's got some really good writing and some really beautiful animation. I love that detail. Um, 
you know, Leica is a really cool studio. They have, they're not like super popular, I don't really think. Um, but have you guys seen Kubo and the Two Strings? Yes, that's a that's a very uh, well made animated yeah. film. Dude, that movie's sure. fantastic. And so this movie, I think, holds up, you know, against it like that. You know, those two movies, I think, yeah. are their best. Um, but I mean, I just love this movie, and it really just puts me in a really happy place. Even though it's really kind of, for all intents and purposes, pretty fucked up. You said you tried to show it to your your offspring oh it's Tyler. it's it's super creepy uh yeah. i you know i i watched it pre-kids and i guess i didn't realize it you know you watch a movie and then like you try to show it to your kids and then you realize like how creepy it really is because you know they're watching it i actually she stumbled on it one day and wanted to watch it and i was like yeah sure why not and then we started watching it and she got extremely creeped out um, what creeped her out um uh, you know, the mom and, you know, the button eyes, you know, the button eyes are, are very off-putting yeah. um, uh, in this film, you know, when she crosses over. Um, but, um, you know, besides that, uh, you are 100%, uh, um, you know, nail on the head. Uh, this film is absolutely gorgeous. Uh, love the animation style, uh, you know, that they choose to, you know, incorporate. Uh you know, from, you know, when she goes into the real world and then she, you know, crosses over mm -hmm. to the other. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's very off-putting, uh, especially when her mom like starts to transform, you know, later in the film slowly, but surely yes. and, and starts to take on her, her true form, I guess you could say. Um, yeah, it, 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 and you know what, it's, it's not one of those that you think about like being a, a fall type movie, but, uh, now that, you know, the more I do think about it, it, it really is like, and it, it has that whimsical tone to it that you were talking about, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's great, man. I, I, it's like a super short movie. It's like an hour and 35 minutes. Watch it all the time. And I suggest I need to rewatch it. I need to rewatch this one. I have the uh, 3d Blu-ray and I saw oh, it back cool. in 2000, 2011. I think when the blue 2010, the Blu-ray came out, but I haven't seen yeah. it since then. So you have the not super fresh in my mind. Yep. Yep, me too. Yep, I got it. that same Blu-ray just chilling. <laughs> what else you got, Max? Um, my last one, I was a little bit torn on this because we've talked about it before um, a couple times, but it's just for fall, this movie, even though it's not a Halloween movie, just hits right there for me. That's Scream um, from 1996, a little tie-in with... Uh, Tyler's characters there from from his film with Nev Campbell and Skeet Ulrich. Um, I think just from the beginning of the movie where she's kind of making popcorn, it looks like it's cold. It's, you know, school starting back up in September. Um, have these characters who are obviously a little bit too old to be in high school but are still there. Um, but everything about it, it's school, it's fall, it's, you know, activities going on, there's parties going on. Um, it just reminds me of kind of that time where when you I guess when you're in high school where starts September October starts rolling around the soundtrack has this feel for me it, it also kind of just equates to fall I don't know if I'm weird or if you guys kind of have that same thing too but um, the whole movie just feels like a fall fest for me and I can't pass up a moment to not talk about scream so no I'm 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 right there with you uh, and I'll I'll talk scream till I'm blue in the face. And that's why we <laughs> devoted a whole episode to it uh, a couple of months back. But uh, no, you're, you're, you're definitely right. Uh, it, it, it does definitely have like a fall uh, feel to it. I think it was actually released around Christmas time in, in 1996. Uh, funny enough, but uh, no, um, 
you know, it's 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 definitely one of those films that uh, is always you know in the loop. You know, whenever I do start watching you know films around you know Halloween time, uh, you know whether it be the Halloween series or you know Friday the Thirteenth series or you know uh, or this one, um, it'll always be my favorite you know comedy slash you know horror film of all time. And uh, I mean, what what can be said about it that hasn't already been said? You know, let's really try to get into some deep new original analysis about Scream. Do you want to start? <laughs> yeah. Are you prepared um, for that? You know, I th- I think, you know, the Scream mask is based on, you know, Edward Monk's, you know, the Scream, you know, famous, oh. you know, portrait. So, um, you know, that's my deep cut, you know, literally for Scream. But okay. uh, <laughs> that's no, all I got. <laughs> no, yeah, it's a great movie, man. I love that choice. Um in fact, I've probably watched that movie like I watched that movie like probably three times a year. I'm not even gonna lie. Um, <laughs> I, I love it. Yeah, I and mean, I don't really can... rewatch things that often anymore. What about yeah. Wes Craven's cameo with the uh, Freddy Krueger sweater? Yeah, I know. I love it. Yeah, that's good <laughs> stuff. What'd you call me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that cameo. Um, all right. Uh, you know, short and sweet on screen, but uh, let's get into my last pick. Uh, we're going to revisit Tim Burton a little bit and talk about, I think, uh, it's one of his most underrated, criminally uh, um, underrated uh, films of all time. I feel like not a lot of people give this uh, movie, you know, the credit it deserves a lot of time. Um, I'm referring to uh, 1999's uh, Sleepy Hollow. And... Uh, you know, I grew up, you know, as a kid watching the, uh, you know, Disney cartoon, like of the, of the, you know, Sleepy Hollow cartoon, um, you know, with, you know, Ichabod Crane and the, you know, Headless Horseman and, and all that. I remember watching it, uh, you know, quite a bit. Uh, and then watching this film uh, come to life uh, years later uh, was just kind of the cherry on top because it, it's such a good story. Like it's, it's such a good classic, uh, you know, tale. And, you know, Tim Burton's style is just, it, it's perfect for the film. Um, you know, definitely has a very gothic, uh, almost like a Hammer Films uh, type feel to it that just uh, you don't see very much anymore. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's beautifully shot. Um, you know, the cinematography and just the you know, design like of, of the town of Sleepy Hollow is just uh, so good. So good. Um, and, you know, I think this was the third, uh, you know, collaboration between uh, Tim Burton and, you know, Johnny Depp, you know, uh, the first of many, uh, you know, that obviously they would have over the years. But Johnny Depp actually does uh, a really good job as Ichabod Crane. Uh, it's actually one of his more like subdued uh, roles, in my opinion. Like, I mean, he, he still brings, you know, typical Johnny Depp quirkiness and, you know, that, you know, that character that, you know, he pretty much plays in every movie, but, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like he was very likable in this film and, you know, it it was, it was right before he hit it big, you know, with his, you know, Jack Sparrow character. So he wasn't quite as typecast, uh, as he was after that, but, uh, yeah, fun little cast, you know, Christina Ricci, uh, Christopher Walken and a bunch of, uh, you know, pretty, uh, big name, you know, English actors, uh, you know, who rounded out the cast, but, uh, yeah, has some has some great special effects, you know, with the headless horseman, uh, a bunch of good scenes, 
uh, you know, with him stalking, you know, the townspeople and, you know, basically, you know, out for revenge. And um, yeah, I just, it's, it's the quintessential uh, Tim Burton fall film, in my opinion. There's so many damn leaves in this movie. That's like all I remember about it. When you think back to this is like the horse running through, you know, trampling leaves. It has such a good atmosphere to it. I think it actually won the uh, Oscar for best art direction on it too. Um, and I always love also uh, Danny Elfman scores pretty much anything he does on it just has a really good feeling of that. I was actually laughing because before we were, um, we gave each other our lists. I was looking at it and they were originally going to make this movie back in the mid nineties as a low budget slasher directed by uh, Kevin Yeager, <laughs> which I thought would be, I still like, would like to see that movie. Obviously this one is, um, much better than that, but that's kind of a funny little tidbit to it and a little movie that I'd like to see the script for. This movie, I don't know. The thing is, this movie is, is goes deeper than it has any right to, and that's what's really oh, cool yeah. about it, you know. And oh, that's yeah. what's like really awesome. I've always really liked this movie a lot too. It, um, it's always been a lot of fun. But I think even as I've gotten older, it has really kind of taken shape as like something a little more sinister than I've realized it ever really was. And that to me is what I like about it because like super violent. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I know that, um, a lot of people, uh, you know, give it crap, uh, you know, because I, I, I feel like it's not as scary as people want it to be, but God, like you have a headless, you know, demon running around, like cutting people's heads off. You know, what, what more could you ask for? Um, but, uh, you know, Tim Burton, you know, has, has that Tim Burton feel. I mean, when you sit down to watch any Tim Burton film, like, you know, you know, what you're getting into as far as style and, you know, the score with, you know, every, every Tim Burton film, I think is scored by Danny Elfman. So, yep. um, you know, they all kind of run together, but I don't know, this film just has always appealed to me, uh, you know, in a way that a lot of his films, uh, you know, haven't. And, uh, you know, I, I ultimately think that it's, it's, it's definitely one of his best and I don't feel like, uh, it, it gets talked about enough. No, that six sixteenth century kind of setting with the houses too, and how they have it set up, and that bridge. There's just so many cool um, pieces. I think the the tree of the dead too is a really memorable moment on the on the design that they have. So I think that's kind of what really makes it you know stand out as a fall film is that design. Absolutely. I also chose a movie, and that movie's Donnie Darko. I love it. Hmm. Do you guys remember the first time you saw Donnie Darko? probably in high school um and i don't think i knew what the hell was going on when i first saw it <laughs> that was kind of that was kind of before i got into film i uh i remember seeing like the previews for it and expecting just a very straight visceral uh horror film about a killer rabbit yep um and that's totally not what i got um <laughs> it was something much deeper and much uh just kind of mind blowing um you know, just, uh, you know, Richard Kelly likes to fuck with you a little bit. Yeah, and he's only made three movies, right? I've seen all of his movies, including The Box. I actually like The Box. I uh, like The Box, too. I think I think it's underrated. Uh, Southland Tales, I could watch a thousand times and still not understand what the fuck is going on. Oh, you <laughs> love that movie is what you're saying. You want to yeah. watch it a thousand times? I'm not saying I want to watch that thousand times. I'm just saying oh. if I did, uh, I still couldn't, you know, tell you anything about it. Really. Right, I got you. Um, but no, Donnie Darko, man, because it, it takes place all through October, um, because you know, 28 days 
I just watched the movie. I'm kind of hazy. 16 hours, 42 minutes, 12 seconds. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. And then t- until like a bomb hits, but it's that jet engine. This movie, man, just has a cool feel. You know, aside from all the trippy stuff and everything like that, really, I think what we're talking about most here is aesthetics. Um, and that's what this movie has, you know, from like that. I thought that song by Echo and the Bunny Men that he plays when he's riding the bike uh, under the Killing Moon. It's just so cool and so groovy, and I love that because you really kind of just get pulled into the setting where you're going to be and the music that's going to be really evocative and uh, who Donnie Darko is, but we really don't have any clue who he is in that moment. So he looks cool, but really Donnie's not cool, but also super cool because he's not cool. It's really strange paradox that this movie's able to, like, accomplish in a lot of ways. Um, I I really love the music in it. Um, That's really the soundtrack I love. It's funny, um, all this Danny Elfman talk, he... You know, did the score for Beetlejuice, which is like one of the best intros ever. It's just so good. And of course, his Sleepy Hollow score is really underrated, but he does a song with Oingo Boingo on the soundtrack of this movie uh, called Stay. And it's really groovy. It's really (laughs) groovy. Really, really good song. Um, But, you know, I mean, I, I think that there's so much that this movie evokes. You know, they go to the movie theater and see The Evil Dead, and it's um, really you know, leaves blowing and really empty and quiet and breezy. And, um, you know, it made Iowa look a pretty creepy place. And it's just this really twisted idea of suburbia and how everything is kind of bullshit. And, you know, looking back on it now, as I've gotten a little older, I've been able to really recall my youth a little more with a little more clarity. I don't know, maybe it's like therapy or something like that. But I uh, have been thinking about it, it's like yeah man like everything was bullshit back then and this movie really exposes that in a way that i like still really respond to today um it still makes me feel really rebellious and cool and i think that's why i really like this movie um you know for those very kind of like surface level reasons um and you know i think the story really holds together really well and um drew barrymore produced it so bringing it back to scream it's really trippy how all this stuff yeah. is connected but um yeah, man, it's a great movie, and Arrow has this amazing, amazing, amazing release of it. Probably my favorite home video release ever um, that has this amazing documentary, all these really cool interviews and uh, behind the scenes. And it has the director's cut, too, which don't watch the director's cut. Um, have you I, remember, I remember you saying that, yeah. Yeah, have you seen – so you've seen the director's cut, Tyler? Yeah, I have. Uh, and it's 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 almost a completely different film, like in tone and just – you know, kind of the changes that he made. Uh, I don't think they work. Like uh, he changed up like a lot of the soundtrack and just like a lot of, uh, you know, different things that uh, I thought were really weird decisions uh, that he ultimately made. And I feel like it was not for the better. Um, but I mean, if you've, if you've seen the film a lot and, and want to check it out, I, I definitely think, you know, you should, you know, just to see, you know, what the differences are. But as far as the superior version, uh, I would definitely say the theatrical version is uh, by far superior to the director's cut. And I don't say that about many, you know, director's cut films. Right. I feel like most of them are are better. the the better version. Uh, and it's what the director intended. But uh, no, man, this film is trippy. Um, you know, I didn't quite know what to make of it. You know, my teenage mind, you know, didn't want to go as, as, as deep as this movie, you know, was trying to take me you know, back in the day. But, uh, you know, now I definitely appreciate it. Like there's so much just kind of this, this sense of dread that just kind of follows you, you know, uh, you know, from when you start watching it till the end, like, and and you don't know where it's coming from and you don't know where it's ultimately going to take you. But 
I love just that, you know, Jack Gyllenhaal is just able to, you know, penetrate you with his angst and oh. just, you know, his sense of just, you know, just not caring about anything really. Um, you know, it, it, it definitely brings me back to those teenage years and just kind of uh, makes you feel for him, you know? Yeah, no, definitely he does. You do. He's he has some weird moments, but Jake Gyllenhaal's really good. And he looks. It's crazy looking back on it now. I'm like, man, he does look really young in this movie. It's really weird to look at. He does. Yeah, his kind of like dark, deep dive too, from where he meets Frank. He's obviously already kind of a disturbed um, individual, but as things kind of progress, he's having the hallucinations. They're talking, you know, him and his buddies are shooting with guns, which is already kind of darkens it where um, gives you some foreshadowing there talking about, you know, Smurfs banging. And then he goes to his therapist and starts talking about Christina Applegate and putting his hand down his pants. You just kind of see like, um, you know, where he's going with that. And the cool thing I think about it is you're not sure what's really going on with the hallucinations and kind of that paranoid schizophrenia. You're like, is, is this happening? What's he doing? The timeline is not kind of how, um, normal films are. So you can kind of definitely see the independent filmmaker, um, placement there, which I think is really fun. And it's a lot more fun to revisit now when you can dive deeper. Like you said, when I watched it at first, I was like, what is going on? And why isn't there a killer bunny? So, <laughs> Uh, have the, have either of y'all seen the sequel S Starco? I have not. Okay. Cause I haven't either. No. And I've heard it's, I've, I've, I've heard it's awful. So, and, but I was just wondering if, if, well, if, if, if Daphne Chase have, have is it. in it, who plays Samara yeah. from the ring and the sister. Yeah. Miss. Yeah. So she's in it. Not that that means it's like quality, but I mean, she was really great. In the <laughs> movie, so, I mean, yeah, yeah, she was, I don't know. Off topic. All right. Well, um, I guess uh, we've kind of reached the end of the line. But um, yeah, some some great fall picks uh, for you to check out if you haven't uh, seen them already. But uh, yeah, um, start to put together your uh, you know fall uh, fall playlist and 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 tell us what's on yours because we'd love to hear it. But uh, Max, you want to uh, share with uh, the people where they can find you? Yep, yep. Follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Screaming Cinema and check out the podcast page at Scream Cinema Pod. Um, we'll have some more fall stuff coming. I don't think we've nailed down next episode, but we'll be doing a full um, franchise review into Halloween with weekly episodes in October. So I'm really excited for that. So be on the lookout for that. Can't wait. Can't wait. Uh, Cole, where can they find you? You can find me at Uncut Films. It's been a crazy couple weeks on Instagram. Well, it hasn't been a crazy couple weeks on Instagram. You can find me at Uncut Films on Instagram, uncut.films on Instagram. Um, you can find me on my personal Instagram, but I don't advise you to do that. Um, but you can read my <laughs> reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm trying to get back into it, but it's been a crazy been a crazy couple weeks. I've been pretty inactive other than just watching stuff and staying home with family and all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, that's pretty much where you can find me. I feel you. Um, and as always, you can find me at uh, the.shape.1978. Um, man, I can't wait to get into uh, you know the Halloween films. I feel like me and you talk about <laughs> them a lot. We um, do. You know, throughout the year. So uh, it'll be it'll be fun to get into some of the the nitpicky and uh, intricacies uh, of those films because uh, I absolutely love them. Well, I guess I got to watch them all again. 
<laughs> and you know what's funny is I I've watched all of them uh, through. Uh, I think it was last year, and I kind of told myself I said, you know, I'm not gonna watch like the bad Halloweens anymore. No. Like, no, I'm, I'm not, not gonna watch like I'm I'm not gonna watch your fives or your resurrection. I'd watch or, five. I'd watch five. Eh, five is is. <sighs> We'll get into that later, <laughs> but, okay. uh, but, uh, yeah, but now I, uh, I have to watch all of them again and, uh, you know, some of them I'm, I'm not very apt to, uh, not watching to, resurrection. To I refuse. Yeah. Resurrection and, and zombie two. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm done. Yeah. Those wow. are, those are going to be rough, but, uh, you know, we do this for you, the fans and, uh, we're, we're glad to <laughs> do it, but, uh, but uh, thank you for joining in uh, with us this week. Uh, please leave us a review if you feel inclined. Uh, throw us up uh, a nice rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We love the support, and we love to hear from you guys uh, what you're thinking uh, of the episodes. And, uh, yeah, give us feedback, and uh, we'll be glad to, to revisit what you all want to hear. But uh, until next time, guys, uh, take it easy, and uh, we'll catch you around. See you later. I am put a pen on you